Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 240 of French Your Way podcast, episode 240, in which I would like to go uh, with you through five common mistakes in French, typically made by um, English-speaking students or learners. Um, I'm going to make at least another two episodes on this uh, on this series that will give you uh, 15 common mistakes to work on, to be aware of. Um, Yes, yeah, so maybe a simple refresher and some of them may be new to you depending on your level of French. But even if you've already um, heard about these mistakes before, we do need to drill those in, don't we? Because they're not typical common mistakes for nothing. That means even if you know about, about them, you may still be making mistakes over and over again. Sometimes noticing it yourself and like banging your head and saying like, what? May I don't learn anything or what? I'm stupid. I'll never do it. I always make the same mistake. Yeah, that's a typical mistake. But because I'm going to explain to them explain them one more time maybe there will be one fewer time uh, of you making this mistake why not i'm hopeful so let's go with uh, mistake number one uh one that you know uh, um often the mistakes they're like kind of um, kind of cute you know when you make them but this one it makes me cringe inside. It's when you use uh, the verb être uh, for everything that uh, relates to that. So to know how a person is, uh, how a person is when you're asking for news, when you want to uh, to ask how they're going. So ça va. Um, I often hear je suis bien. Oh, comment êtes-vous? So I'm fine. And how are you? Uh, no. Uh, if you say, if you ask me, comment êtes-vous? Peut-être je vais dire, uh, je suis de taille moyenne, je suis uh, brune, uh, j'ai les yeux bleus, so I'm the average size and uh, brown hair and with uh, blue eyes, that's how I am. But uh, that was not your question, was it? You wanted to ask how I was uh, going. Okay. Um, So in English, you say, how are you? How are you doing? How are you going? Um, and in French, you do need to use the verb to go. When you say, ça va, va is from the verb aller. Okay, so everything would be with aller. Je vais bien. Uh, comment elle va? Elle va bien. Comment allez-vous? Um, Uh, ça va, je vais bien, nous allons bien, ils vont bien, etc. etc. It's the verb aller. Please remember this one. Um, if it has to be the, the takeaway for today and you want to stop here, uh, just make it the, the one thing that you will not make a mistake about anymore. Number two will be to use the, the preposition for when you talk about a duration. Um, And so I talk about it in episode two of French Away podcast. That was the uh, lesson uh, lesson in episode two. So that was a while ago, 238 episodes ago. So I forgive you if you've forgotten or uh, if you've only found about me in the meantime and you haven't gone back to that episode yet. To find it, frenchaway.com.au 
slash podcast two. Okay. Um, I'm not going to redo the whole lesson. What I want you to be aware is like for duration, you don't say like, um, there, there are several translations. There could be uh, depuis, there could be pendant, or occasionally uh, pour, indeed. Um, I'm going to tell you when you can use pour with a duration. It's when you're talking about a plan in the future. For example, I intend to go to France for six months. In that case, yes, you may want to say, je compte aller en France pour six mois. En 2023, for example, in 2023. Uh, hopefully, all borders are open. Um, yes, so that would be for a plan in the future, uh, a set duration of time in the future. Um, but because it's the only uh, time when you would say pour for with a duration, and that it also works. Without saying the pour, it's optional. You can, you, can, you can just say, je compte aller en France six mois en 2023. You don't even have to say, je compte aller en France pour six mois. My recommendation is, has always been, um, do not use pour with a duration. Because all the other times it's not going to work. So you may just take the habit of uh, just not saying it. Uh, voilà. Um, then... My mistake number three would be, and I'm talking about prepositions um, uh, indirectly there uh, again, it's about uh, literal translation, that you try to translate literally every word from uh, English to French, like copy-paste and then just translate. Um, you have to be very careful uh, when uh, you are at the verb stage um, because let's say like uh, I like listening to music j'aime écouter de la musique we don't translate the, like to listen to something in English is écouter something in French we don't have écouter à we don't have this listen to the verb écouter is what we call a transitive verb that means it just works without a preposition in the way um, and uh, yeah it, it gets like no I'm not going into more detail so there's no preposition after the verb écouter uh, same with uh, to pay or pay for something uh, so this is going to pay for the dinner or he paid for his daughter's uh, new shoes or and then I can I often hear payer pour no, to pay for in French is only payer. It's not. It's not payer pour. So um, if so, it, it, with time you get to know uh, what verbs uh, work without a preposition, and what verbs typically work with a preposition. So, écrire à, téléphoner à, uh, décider de. You know, I'm often asked this question: How do we know? At the preposition that when a preposition follows a verb, it's over time it becomes natural because you it's it's a verb that you meet times and times again, so you end up knowing them, or you could even want to write them down when you meet one. But um, yeah, it's it's typically something for, uh, English to actually have 
prepositions after a verb and that it's kind of it's part of the verb because they actually uh, modify uh, change the meaning of the verb for example to look you can you can have to look at which in french is regarder um, or to look after uh, which in french is surveiller um, or to look for which in french is chercher or to look back, to look into, to look like, okay? So the preposition is part of the verb package because it has, um, uh, it, it, it goes with it and that gives it the meaning. It doesn't work like that in French. So be careful to that. If you want to avoid mistakes there, uh, when you look up your uh, French, your, your verb in French in the dictionary, you will see, if you take, a, for example, a, I guess it works with bilingual, but if you have, even if you take just a French dictionary, if you see uh, TR next to the, uh, the, the the verb entry in the dictionary, that means it's transitive. That means there's no preposition that goes after it. Okay? And if you see INTR, intransitive, means you're going to need a preposition. Sometimes the preposition is written in the dictionary. Okay, now uh, top mis common mistake number four is has more to do with uh, phonetics, with pronunciation, is um, the final consonants. You know that uh, French language, uh, many words end with a consonant and they're typically not sounded. In fact, you may... Um, uh, they, they become... Uh, they may become sounded uh, once the word if if um, if it's something that you can do is turned into the feminine form so for example uh, let me look sha uh, cat sha um, the feminine the female cat is chat so you double the t but there's an e at the end so because the t is not final anymore it's sounded whereas in the feminine in the masculine form c h a t the T being final is not sounded. Um, and so this has, um, wh when you sound them, um, we have the feeling that you, it, it, it sounds like you're making grammar mistakes as well. Because if you say un petit chat, um, instead of un petit chat, I understand female and I say like they're mixing the masculine and the feminine because uh, the person said un and then they put the other two words in the feminine so it's just highly confusing um and so there are some letters that we do tend to pronounce uh such as the f um the final f the final l um final r sometimes um like that's another question i have a full like uh pronunciation course um and I have a chapter uh, about uh, final consonants. But my recommendation to just start of the basics would be to practice reading out loud and to pay attention when you read to uh, not sound these uh, final consonants. Seems like a very easy exercise. And then, you know, you ha have to put a lot of awareness to go um through that uh, reading practice actually that reminds me um, like my daughter she can already read without any problem but I, uh, I had seen in some uh, like uh, bookstores 
some some books for six, seven year old children. Um, the story, which is very simple language for for like a beginning uh, le- beginning beginning beginner readers, um, they actually put the final consonant when it's not sanded in a fainter color. So it's to actually give the habit to the child of not uh, pronouncing that these final consonants. Okay. And the mistake number five is, and I know this one is so tricky to translate, is uh, I miss you. How to say I miss you in French. Actually, that's the uh, very title of the episode uh, where I explained that, which is episode 90 of the podcast. I'll link to those episodes in the in the show notes, frenchaway.com.au sla, uh, slash podcast 90, 90. Um, the structure uh, of I miss you in French is kind of like um, <laughs> inverted. You will have to translate you um I, I, you are missing to me or you're an absence to me or you um lack to me <laughs> you see so you will take the, the 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 sentence the other way around and um in all my example it always ends like to this per- the person so that means you're going to need to use uh, an indirect object so i miss you would be you lack to me or you're an absence to me so tu um, tu manque et à moi which is the indirect pronoun uh, tu me manque or um uh you your daughter misses you so your daughter misses you, you will have to translate, your daughter uh, is... An, no, your daughter misses you means you are an absence to your daughter. <laughs> you lack to your daughter. So, tu manques à ta fille. Voilà. You have to think of it the other way around. So take my, um, you know, it's not an official translation, what I'm uh, giving you. You are an absence to, uh, or you like to this person. Uh, That's just my way of thinking uh, about how to translate uh, that properly from uh, English to French. I think that works that you may have a, a better a better uh, trick to remember them uh, and if you do have some tricks to um, share uh, some some hacks or some tips to share with uh, fellow students uh, but how to avoid these uh, common mistakes in in french um, if you have like some um, how do you say like memo technique uh, little um uh, you know, typical um, sentences that help you remember something, um, please share it in the comment section of the episode. So frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 240. And if you listen on uh, on iTunes, on your podcast app, and you can leave a review there to help spread the word about my podcast, to help me be found about, uh, by other learners and help them in return learn French, that would be amazing. Well, thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast. Mm-hmm.